Hi, this is Rhonda Johnson with Life of Love Ministries. Thank you for joining me on my podcast today. We're going to talk about the article, Continually Conformed. And in this message, I just really had on my heart how that we need to be like Paul and be constantly changing to become more like the Lord. The book of Philippians, which is where many of my articles recently have has uh, been focused, that book of the Bible is commonly known as the joy book. And that's beautiful. And it's wonderful that we have a book to go to. Nehemiah and uh, Philippians both are known for teaching us to be joyful. But I think what is so interesting about Philippians is where Paul wrote the joy book, where he was at the time that this book that teaches us how to be joyful was written. And he was in a Roman prison in terrible, terrible circumstances. At times he was chained to two Praetorian guards. Um, it's been said, many theologians believe that the sewage system of the prison ran through his, his cell. And it was a terrible, dark, dingy, awful place to be living. I would have trouble being there for one night, um, as my husband and children can testify, because I don't like a bad hotel, much less a terrible, dark, smelly, horrible cell with no freedom, no light, no window, certainly no AC or heating. And this is where he wrote the joy book. In those days, the prison system, if you were incarcerated, the prison system did not give you food, didn't give you blankets or clothing, certainly nothing to write on, which Paul needed a lot of. And he was completely dependent on those who supported his ministry for everything he had, every meal, if he needed any type of medication, a blanket, anything he needed had to come from those who supported his ministry and who loved him as a brother in the Lord. I don't know about you, but I don't like being totally dependent on people like that. So that would in itself would challenge my joy. And yet we read that Paul is teaching us to count it all joy and to <laughs> he's teaching us to count on the Lord and to live by faith. I'm going to read Philippians 3, 8 through 12. This is a little bit longer passage than I typically read, so bear with me. For his sake, I have lost everything, and I consider it all garbage, so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, not having any righteousness of my own derived from the law and its rituals, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, and this so that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings by being continually conformed to his death so that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained it or have already made been made perfect, but I actively press on so that I may take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me and made me his own. That's Philippians 3, 8 through 12. Paul considered himself the Jew of the Jews. He said that he was blameless in keeping the law. He was well-educated and had climbed the ladder of success. He was the top of the religious leaders of his day, and he was the leading Sadducee in his day. 
And yet he, he said that he considered all that garbage, all the education, all of his um, religious climbing, religious levels that he had reached. His persecution of the church was his passion, not only his job as a Sadducee, but he said that he lived and had passion for persecuting the church. And he did it with great zeal. He didn't just go to work, you know, as some of us do, just to get the job done so we can hurry home. He really felt that it was his passion and his calling of sorts to get the Christians under sub subjection so that they could, um, you know, get out of the way so that the Jews could properly serve God according to the Old Testament, which he kept perfectly, he said. Paul had an experience with the Lord on the road to Damascus. He just did, he didn't just have a revelation, which is wonderful, but he experienced the Lord. He saw the Lord Jesus and the Lord put in him the truth about who he was. Up to that point, he thought that Christians and Jesus was a false prophet, a false teacher, and he wanted to clear all believers and followers of Jesus out of Jerusalem and even out of Israel because he believed that they were a detriment and that they were going to do harm to the church. And so Paul didn't just have a revelation while reading the word, but he experienced who Jesus was. It's important for us to believe by faith, which Jesus told Thomas, you know, that that's in my words, he said, you know, that's wonderful that you've seen me and believed, but blessed are those who have not seen me and believed. Paul saw Jesus and that's what it took for him to believe. You and I, most of us have never seen Jesus but we can experience him. We can, we can have a, a moment or moments where we know that he's in the room with us or that he's ministering to us in whatever way we need. And when we experience the Lord, we gain a, we gain a deeper desire to know him even more, just like Paul did. Paul saw the Lord. He experienced him. He was blind for three days because of the experience. And what, what came of that? Well, he said he has a deep, deep desire to know him more. So upon his experience, his experience didn't just satisfy and quench his thirst for God, but it sounds to me like it lit a fire in him to want to pursue. His word was press. He wanted to press on so that he could know the Lord even more. When we experience God, it puts a hunger and a thirst in us. King David hungered and thirsted after the Lord. He, he wrote the scripture that said, As the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul longs for you. And he was talking to God, and he was talking about how that he longed so much to know God more, to serve God more, to please him more, and to have him more in his life. And the more we experience God, the more we want to do what's right, the more we want to please him, and the more we want to satisfy our purpose for existing, which is to bring honor and glory to God Almighty.
Paul changed from zealously killing followers of Jesus to wanting to know Jesus. And he said this in such a beautiful way in that he said he wants to know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Jesus desires to show to change you and I in this way too. He wants to change us from whatever our desires are before we knew him to us having a desire for God. You know, it's hard for me to think of having a desire for something I've never tasted. Um, traveling as I have, you know, I've tasted some different things. Um, and after tasting certain things, I've wanted to, to go back for more. But until I tasted it, I didn't want more of it. Um, I was staying in a hotel once in a Middle Eastern country and the uh, manager of the hotel restaurant just loved it that we wanted to try some of the local things. So she began making special things for us. And one of the things that she made, I really liked. So the next time I went into the restaurant, she asked me, what would I like for her to make? And I said, make that again. Make what you made me yesterday again. Until I had tasted it, though, I didn't have any way of desiring more because I didn't know about it. And until we taste of the Lord, taste and see that the Lord is good, until we experience God, it is wonderful to have faith and to believe. That's how we're saved. That is the most life-changing thing that we can do. But beyond that, there's even more. And that is to experience God and experience the Lord and the Holy Spirit Spirit. By opening up our hearts and our minds to him and allowing him to show himself to us in new and precious ways. You might say, how in the world would one even begin to do that? The best way that I know to say this is just to say to wait on the Lord. In Acts chapter 2, um, the disciples and 120 other people were waiting on the Lord. They desired more of God. They desired something from him. And so they obeyed him and went and waited on him. And so I believe that when we separate ourselves, go and be alone somewhere and just pray and say, God, I want to experience you. I want to know you in new and deeper ways. I want to have an experience somewhat like Paul. I don't know that I would pray for an experience just like Paul. That scares me. But I would like to know more and more of the Lord and have a closer and closer encounter with him. It changed Paul's life from wanting to kill Christians to wanting to be the best Christian. So how, how does that compare with experiences we've had? But until we've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, until we've had an experience with him, we won't understand Paul's words completely. If we aren't continually conforming to Christ's image and likeness, then and likeness, then we will decline in our faith. If we aren't pressing on, like Paul described, and like he said, if we aren't making an effort, because nothing maintains, everything in this world, every living thing changes. Nothing maintains status quo, but everything changes. So we're either growing in our relationship with the Lord or we're declining in our faith. And if that startles you a little bit, as it does me, then I pray that you will begin to push and 
read scripture, listen to teaching, worship the Lord, and take time to just get alone and ask the Lord and allow the Lord to help you experience him so that you will have a hunger and a thirst for him like you've never had before. So I just want to ask you, are you pressing? Are you giving time to the Lord to make himself known to you in new ways? Are you giving an opportunity to experience the Lord? Or have you cluttered up even your prayer time, even your devotion time? Is it so structured that God can't even get your attention to show himself to you? If so, then I just, it's a very easy fix. Just take a moment and ask the Lord to show himself and to allow you to experience him. I pray that the Lord would come to you and give you just amazing testimonies of him making sure that you have known that his presence is with you. The Lord will make his presence known if we desire it. He will do that for us. So he desires to be with you. And when you press and when you put effort in, God doesn't stand back with his arms folded and say, well, it took you long enough. Here you are finally. He doesn't do that, but he rushes to you and rushes to minister to you and to show himself to you and to give you the experience that will give you a taste of who he is so that you'll long for him even more. But I actively press on so that I may take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me and made me his own. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, then you are his. You belong to him. And I just pray that you would allow your heart to be touched and changed and ministered to by the Lord in new ways every day of your life. I just am going to close now in prayer. And I just hope that you have a wonderful day. Father, thank you so much for these friends that are listening. I ask, Lord, for you to put in our hearts a hunger and a desire for you. And I pray that if any have a desire to experience you more, that you, Holy Spirit, would just rush to them and let your presence be known. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Life of Love podcast. Bye-bye.